0: This is the Beginner's Guide to Human Design. I'm your host, Madeline Evergreen. This podcast makes understanding your human design chart super simple and easy. Have you ever looked at your chart and seen all those shapes, lines, arrows, and numbers and gotten lost in the descriptions? Me too. After countless hours of practice and study, I'm here to break it down for you. Now let's get into today's episode. You guys, I don't know what is going on with me lately, but I am on fire in a really good way. For some reason, over the past maybe week and a half, almost two weeks, I have just been completely over the top, inspired and excited and motivated and just exploding with energy around these concepts of human design, manifestation, um, and just getting into total alignment. And I think why I have so much energy is because I've done a few key things in my life lately that have really steered me into alignment. And this is something I focus on all the time. So it's not anything new, but you know, when you just really click with something, like you just finally get it when you've been struggling with something for a long time. And a couple of weeks ago, I did a somatic breathwork session. Um, I got to actually participate in it. I wasn't facilitating the breathwork this time. And I had so much release. I mean, so much came out of me. And I think it just really catapulted me into being able to think clearer and stay on track. And I'm just feeling less bogged down. And so why I'm sharing this is because I've been like... In a cave in my office, like a mad scientist, that's what I've been feeling like, or like one of those people that's like scribbling a million notes and they have post-its all over their walls and they're like, you know, working for hours on end. And obviously I'm not that deep into it, but that's kind of what I feel like um, in preparations for this workshop I have coming up. In about a month, in April 2023, I am going to be hosting a free three-day workshop for all of you. I'm not ready to share every single detail yet, and the doors aren't quite open. But if you want to be notified when it's ready to get in, then go to my website, which is madelineevergreen.com, and click on the tab at the top that says Human Design Workshops. And on that page, there's a button for you to sign up for the waitlist for the next workshop, and this is going to be a virtual three-day-long workshop that you can either attend live, or you can watch the video recordings on your own time, And again, it's totally free. I'm super excited to do this. And I know I've got you listening from all over the world. There are people in Africa and Asia and South America and Australia and Canada and all over the United States and so many other places, European listeners. And I want you all to join me for this workshop. So go get on the waitlist, And I will put the link to that in the show notes. If you're listening somewhere where there are show notes, I know, I know that not all the apps have that. But if not, just follow those directions I gave a moment ago for how to get on the waitlist on my website. And then hopefully by next week's episode, I will actually have the workshop open and ready for enrollment. Now, even above and beyond that workshop, I'm super, super pumped about today's episode because we're talking about something that we have touched on in every single episode so far, but we haven't really gotten deep and dirty into the weeds of this. And this is the concept of conditioning. And what is conditioning? Why is it a problem? Where does it come from? And how do we decondition? And before we get into that fabulous topic, let's go over our review of the week. Every single week on the podcast, I read one of your reviews from Apple Podcasts, and if it's your review, you get to DM me for your prize. And you can send me a message on Instagram, find me at healthy underscore Madeline, or if you don't do Instagram, go and email me at hello at Madeline evergreen.com and let me know what your username was for this review, and then you win a special prize. You get two choices— One, I can give you a nice audio recording of an explanation of your life theme in human design, or if you already know your life theme or that's not interesting to you, you can send me a very detailed, extensive question and I'll send you back either a video or an audio or a written um, explanation, maybe even with some resources or some personal pointers about your questions. So here we go. This review is a five-star review, and it's titled Down to Earth, and it says, I've been interested in astrology for what seems like my whole life, but I first heard about human design last year, and I'm obsessed. It's magical. I started searching for any information I could find about different parts of my chart, and I happened on Madeline's podcast. I've listened to every episode— Her style is so refreshing. She makes it relatable and easy to understand. I like her approach so much. I had a reading with her and it felt like talking with a good friend. So thankful to have found her and her podcast and can't wait for each new episode. Amazing. So if you also want to win, all you need to do is go write a review on Apple Podcasts. And if I select yours, you get to win a special prize. Okay, let's get into our topic, which is conditioning. Super, super fascinating topic. And you may have also heard the word programming. I'm going to use words like conditioning and programming interchangeably. So in the context of this podcast, they mean the same thing. And when you understand what conditioning is, first you need to understand that your re- your reality in life is based off of your beliefs. So everything that you're experiencing that you would consider reality, like what you see, what what's in your bank account, what your health status is, what your relationship is like, you know, how you perceive the world, how you take everything in through your senses is actually based on your beliefs. And these beliefs can come either from you or from something external, like from what your teachers taught you, your parents, how your friends behaved and showed you what's cool or what's not cool. You know, what you've seen in magazines or on TV, what you've heard on the news, those would all be examples of something external that can create belief systems within you. And 95% of what is your reality, what you perceive as real, actually comes from your subconscious belief systems. 5% of it is coming from your conscious belief systems. And most of us don't even know what our beliefs are because it, they're coming from this subconscious place, this part of us that's not really at the forefront. It's not the loudest thoughts that we're thinking consciously and noticing. So in order for us to tune in and figure out what our beliefs actually are, there's a little bit of work or something to do around that, because typically we're not just fully aware of all of our belief systems until we're really paying attention. So one way to find out what your limiting beliefs are or what your conditioning or your programming is would be to notice any areas of your human design chart that you don't align with, or parts of your chart that make you uncomfortable, or aspects of the chart that you don't like or that you shy away from. When I do one-on-one readings with clients, I always tell them at the beginning, please stop me and tell me if I say anything about you that sounds incorrect or that you don't agree with. Like if I'm telling you you know that you have this specific gift and you know, you're talented in this one area, and if you're thinking, no, I'm not, that doesn't sound like me, then I want you to always tell me, stop, that doesn't sound right. Because that's where the magic of human design comes in. That is where the gold is, where the benefits of human design is, is where you find the areas of your chart that you butt up against, that you disagree with, that you either don't like or that don't sound like you. And almost every single time, it's because you have belief systems around that topic that are stopping you from living that potential. Or sometimes it's because you don't understand the delivery of the information and it's just a misinterpretation, but that's typically not what happens. So let me give some examples about my own chart. I have gate 13 in my chart, which is called listening and collecting stories. And gates are all about gifts that you are here in this lifetime to use and to share and to express. So apparently, I have this gift that I'm supposed to be using that's called listening and collecting stories. And this has been something that I've played with for ever since I learned this about my chart. I've kind of dwelled on this concept, thought about it a lot, really looked into, learned about, noticed my tendencies around the topic of listening and collecting stories. And why I've put so much emphasis on this is because at first I didn't really get it. At first when I heard this, I thought, now that sounds silly and insignificant and like a waste of time and... Uh, It doesn't sound important or impressive. That was my initial thought. And I've noticed like, wow, those are kind of negative judgments about that gate. And clearly this gate is something that's within me. It's within my chart. It's actually my number one most important gate. So it's one of my biggest reasons for being here in this lifetime. And it's very interesting that I think it's sort of stupid and useless. Hmm. Let me think about that. So I just want to stop the story for a second and point out how I'm not getting angry at myself or judging myself for having these negative thoughts. I'm just noticing it's neutral. Huh. Interesting to notice that I think it's a waste of time to listen and collect stories. What is that all about? So I've contemplated and observed myself from an outside perspective in my life, you know, just going about my life and noticing when it comes time to listen to a story or collect stories, what is my natural behavior when I don't try to alter it? And here's what happens. I'm a teacher in a lot of areas. I teach fitness. I've taught a lot of different things. And so I'm oftentimes in a leading role with clients who are paying me to teach them and I've noticed that I do a lot of talking like I as soon as the client comes in I feel like I need to serve them I need to give them value I need to make sure that they get what they need out of the hour and that I over deliver and it's really important to me that anybody that's a client of mine or a student of mine gets massive benefits and more than what they've expected or paid for and so I've had this tendency of, as soon as they walk in, it's all about me delivering to them. And that's great. And people get a ton of value out of anything that I offer. That's fabulous. However, I don't ever really get to know people and I don't really spend time asking them a lot of questions and then really listen and let them go on and on and on with what they want to share because I've always thought that that's a waste of time and they're going to feel like they're not getting value out of the session, whatever it is that I'm offering or teaching them. So I did an experiment. I started asking people questions and then shut my mouth and let them talk and talk and talk. And then I asked them more questions. And I really want to hear their stories, their experience around this topic, around this thing. And then I'm really listening. And as I listen, I'm truly like focusing on what they're saying. I'm not thinking about a response. I'm not thinking about what I could say back, how I could help them, how I could change this, how I could do anything. I'm just absorbing what they're saying with all of my senses. I try and be 100% present when they're talking. And then what I've noticed is that it dramatically improved the session. Whatever I'm doing, whether it's a human design reading or a fitness class or a nutrition class or anything, when I give the client or the student the space to tell me their story, whatever happens next is so magical and amazing and unexpected, I couldn't have planned it or prepared. It's shocking. And it also really conserves my energy in a very interesting way. I'm very prone to burnout and exhaustion, especially when I'm around other people. And I get so energized by hearing other people's stories so I have really changed after learning about this gate and working on removing some of the conditioning I have around it. I've really, really changed and decided that it's time for me to step up and stop shoulding. Stop telling myself I should provide, 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 you know, 100%, you know, 200% and over deliver Of course, I'm still going to over-deliver in something that somebody signs up with me, but part of that over-delivery has reframed in my mind where I actually give the person a chance to tell me what they want to say, and then I often have an unexpected way of helping them from listening to that. So that's an example, kind of a long-winded one, but an example of an area of my chart that I didn't align with, and it made me uncomfortable, and I sort of cut it off when I first heard about it, and I've changed. I've identified where I have conditioning around that, and I did an experiment, tried something new. And I happened to see that it worked and I like it and it feels like I'm more in alignment when I do it and now I'm different. So I've deconditioned at least somewhat in that area. We can always continue deconditioning more and more. Another example in my own chart around conditioning is that I'm a manifesting generator and my whole life I've always felt bad about myself because I've always felt like a quitter When I was a kid, I would sign up for everything and I would always quit before the session was over. You know, in third grade, I signed up for hockey and then I quit after just a couple of games. I signed up for so many different dance schools and dance classes. I did karate. I did volleyball for like five minutes. I did dance team. I did ballroom dance, ballet, circus. I did so many different things. I even moved to Seattle, went to college, and then quit after my freshman year. I've had jobs where I quit after a week and did something else. I signed up for culinary school and quit after one day. And I've always felt really, really bad about myself that I'm just a quitter. And what's wrong with me? And why am I like this? And I feel bad for my family for having to put up with me in this way. But since learning about what it means to be a manifesting generator, I have learned that this is actually in line with that. I'm in alignment when I move on from something that I know isn't right for me anymore. And I've been able to fine-tune my quote-unquote quitting so that it's not unconscious. Now, when I leave something before the appropriate time, I'm doing it on purpose with consciousness, and I'm noticing afterwards whether that truly was the right decision or not. And sometimes I still quit things too early, and then I notice and I learn from the experience, but it has brought it to my consciousness. And so this is another area of my chart where I've done some deconditioning, where I no longer shame myself for actually being me, and instead I'm acting like my truest self, with purpose and consciousness. That's another example of conditioning and then deconditioning. So again, what you want to do is look at your human design chart and point out the areas of your chart that you don't align with, that make you uncomfortable, or that you don't like, and then begin to dive into those slowly and one at a time. Another method you could try is to notice your shoulds. What are you shoulding on in your life? These are probably conditioning. So like, I should go to college. Well, why? Why should you go to college? Maybe you should, but why? Is it because society tells us that that's what smart kids do and that's what you need to do to be successful? Or is it because you truly, deeply want to and you know that it's aligned with you on a soul level? You know, I should cut my hair because I'm a boy. Why? Because society tells you that you should have short hair? Or is it because you want to have short hair because that makes you feel more like yourself? Those are the types of things that you want to start noticing about your behaviors. What are you shooting on? And then I want to do just a little reading, a tiny reading out of a fabulous human design book that I recently got. This book is called Your Human Design, Discover Your Unique Path and How to Navigate It with Purpose. And it's by Shana Cornelius and Dana Stiles. And it's a brand new book for me. I haven't even read the whole thing, but I use it a little bit like an encyclopedia, and I love it. If I wrote a human design book, it would probably be exactly like this. It's super easy to understand and user-friendly. But there's this great section on page 11 of the book called deconditioning. And I want to read what this says. It says, Embracing your design is not about becoming something new, but rather shedding learned behaviors to uncover who you have always been underneath. This process is called deconditioning. So I love that because it's such an easy couple of sentences to understand, where deconditioning is truly about removing what's covering up your authenticity, your truest self. And just allowing the truth to blossom. This is not about pretending to be a certain way or shaming yourself or doing something to become a better person. This is all about just letting go of what no longer serves you. And I just love that concept because it's all about making life easier, more effortless, and more aligned with what's natural for you. Not about putting on a new personality or trying to be like somebody else or trying to be impressive or trying to be good. It's, it's the opposite. It's about just trimming the fat, letting go of what no longer serves you, and getting in alignment with your truth. Next week, we are going to dive deep into how to approach deconditioning. Two very, very fabulous methods. And I'm gonna give you a sneak peek. One is called the top-down method and the other is called the bottom-up method. So you can look forward to understanding deconditioning in next week's episode. And in the meantime, don't forget to go and get on the wait list for the upcoming Human Design three-day workshop. You just go to MadelineEvergreen.com, go to the tab at the top that says Human Design, and you'll go to the Human Design Workshops page, and then click the button to sign up for the waitlist. I'll put all of that in the show notes to make it easy for you. And this week, I encourage you to take a screenshot of this episode on your phone and share it on your social media and tag me at healthy underscore Madeline. I'd love to see who's listening. And also feel free to share any insights you're having. If anybody wants to DM me or send me an email and share insights that you've had around conditioning, and maybe I'll share some of those stories on next next week's episode. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you all in a week.